0: I don't
1: think I've ever heard you laugh that
0: hard. Is that the sound?
1: (laughs) Maybe, yeah.
0: (laughs) Good morning, and welcome to episode 326 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus. I'm Sam Miller with Ben Lindbergh. How are you, Ben? Okay. Good. Um, so we're uh, we're gonna do a draft today.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and the, these don't always go well. Uh, we enjoy them, <laughs> but they're they, they're horrible. Yeah. We uh, we,
1: we threatened or or we proposed that we might take this day off, and we got some feedback from people asking us not to take this day off, and they might wish that we had taken this day off by the end of this episode.
0: In honor of Veterans Day, we're going to do a draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a pun. That's good. No. Uh, so uh, the draft is going to be uh, – it won't be nearly as tedious as some of the others, and, and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about a few of the guys. But uh, we're going to be drafting minor league free agents. Um, minor league free agents, of course, um, are this special subset of people who are available, basically in a very simplistic way. They're, they're people with more than six years of minor league service time who aren't on a 40-man roster. Um, and uh, so – you know, there's some there's some guys on here who are famous uh, for being prospects. There's some guys on here who are famous for being, you know, former major leaguers who are now 37 years old. Mm-hmm. And there's um, hundreds and hundreds of pe- people we've never heard of. Yes. And one of the things that interests me about the minor league free agents list is that you realize how many hundreds of people are so close to the majors. Mm-hmm. And yet, even you and I, who just do this all day, have never heard of them mm-hmm. and will never hear of them like this is it they are on a list that is the closest they will come to to being relevant to us is they're on a list and um minor league free agents in general um you know they'll provide a few bargains this year uh, but but few um they're they're an interesting list to look at and some team will get a little bit rich off of a player ryan vogelsong for instance was a minor league free agent when um the uh well, I want to say when when the angel, when, so I think the Giants signed him as a minor league free agent a year earlier. The Angels had signed him as a free agent, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and he didn't make it out of AAA. But um, you know, there are there are a few bargains in this group. And so what we decided we would do is we would look at this list of 550 players,
1: and the bargains are very difficult to identify <laughs> beforehand, really. Yeah, like vocal well, song, right. for if, instance.
0: Yeah, I mean, if 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 they were easy to identify, their clubs would have uh, right. uh, renewed their contracts uh, by now, and or put them on the forty-man ice. Um, so, uh, Al Albuquerque, minor league free agent. Uh, so there's some good ones. There's some fun ones. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to draft ten each. We're going to alternate, and the winner is going to be the person who has the most, who whose team compiles the most playing time in the major leagues this year. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna call that plate appearances for position players. Uh, plus outs recorded for pitchers. And that's going to be the winner. And it seems conceivable that we might tie at zero. <laughs>
1: yes, it's, it's a possibility. Uh,
0: Carson Sistuli actually did a post uh, looking at minor league free agents and, and what the profile of a successful minor league free agent is. Mm-hmm. And I believe uh, he looked at three years of these. And uh, so 1,600 players. hmm and 18 of them uh, produced a WAR of .5 or better the following season mm. in the majors. So a lot more of them played .5 is not a worthless player. You know, I mean, point you could be point four and still get 400 played appearances. So we, I don't know how we'll do. I honestly don't know how we'll do.
1: Did he uh, did he what did he find about the profile of at least what did he determine what kind of minor league
0: free agent tends to at least make the majors? So was... yeah, he did he did, but I under no circumstances am I going to tell you ah. that you should have done, you should have done your research.
1: Oh, I went in blind and didn't want to rely on on anyone else. Uh
0: uh-huh. uh so uh in because it's my dumb game, uh you can have the dumb first pick. Uh, so we'll just go through, and if you have anything interesting to say about the players, I wish I had the first pick. I actually really
1: because because am... <laughs> I was going to say that for me, there's really no there's no like no doubt guy who I really wanted to have the first pick so I could get this one guy who's clearly better than everyone else. I I
0: I have three I have three names bolded per, personally. Uh-huh. Uh, and then from that point on, it's all like just guy I sort of like or guy I want to take because you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I have three that I think are, are pretty good bets. Or I, I guess of the three, no, I think I have two that I think are pretty good bets.
1: It is kind of amazing uh, some of the names that you see on this list, and you guys should go look, there's a long long list at Baseball America, just to sort of see the the names on here who you really didn't realize were still, still playing. Guys who were in the majors years ago, and now they're in their mid-30s, and they're still hanging on, and just uh, guys like I don't know, like Xavier Nady played a full season last year, and and like oh, yeah. Mike McDougal pitched, and <laughs> Dustin Richardson, and just all these crazy names I haven't thought of really in a while. Still, C- yeah,
0: CJ Nitkowski was one last year. Yeah. so he's not he's not this year, but he was last year. So that that gives you a sense.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Bill
0: Bray. Bill Bray is on this list. Yeah.
1: Uh, he- yeah, I I thought about well he's he's <laughs> on my he's on my watch list. He's on my follow list or whatever I would uh. Uh-huh. Um, okay, well
0: and and there's gonna be probably more typing. Sorry, I know my typing is loud, but there's probably gonna be more typing in this episode than usual. So, all right, let's not. Let we don't want to be slow though, because the, the last one was so slow. So yes. Let's get going. Right.
1: Whoever keeps track of these things on our Facebook group, uh, get ready to do that again if you if you want to. Um. All right. I guess with my with my top pick, uh, I'm gonna take Yamiko Navarro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, based on the fact that he has seen some time in the majors in each of the last four seasons, uh, he is 26 years old, he just turned 26, he is a utility guy who played uh, like five five positions and also pitched a game at Norfolk, Norfolk this season, um, and I feel like, I don't know, if he got... If he got a call up and his call ups were like twenty games, twenty two games, like twenty nine games, eight games, but if he could do that at twenty two to twenty five, he could probably still do that somewhere at at twenty six. And he's played for four major league organizations, so maybe <clears throat> yeah. someone else gives him a chance.
0: No, those are that's those are definitely good signs. I mean, the the multiple organizations thing was was definitely something I looked at. Um, because if, you know, if, if you're the kind of guy who four teams have taken a shot on in the last three years, right. there's going to be at least one and probably three or four that are willing to give you a shot over the course of the next year. Um, and you have identified one of Sicily's, uh findings is that uh, uh, age 28 is the uh, sort of the peak year for minor league free agents uh-huh. or the average year. So uh it is good to get guys who are kind of in that twenty six to, to twenty nine range for you know for obvious reasons. Uh, and twenty six is especially good because teams see a little bit more upside there, right? Right. You got three or four years. So that's a good pick.
1: Okay, thank you. Uh
0: so I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take Sean Camp. <laughs> And, <laughs> and and I am a little worried because it's conceivable. I, I could have done a little more research on each of these guys. It's conceivable that, for instance, Sean Camp is already playing in Japan. Uh, and, and then I'll be embarrassed. Mm. Uh, but Sean Camp led the majors in, in, in appearances in 2012. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that was very recent. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, I mean, you know, there seems, it seems to me virtually impossible that Sean Camp won't uh, you know, appear in the majors this year. And at that point, it's just, you know, the standard 50-50 shot that he's going to be useful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he's got a rubber arm. <laughs> sure. Okay. Throws sinker balls.
1: Uh-huh. Um, all Um. right. I guess with my next one, I guess I'll take Fernando Martinez.
0: Oh, that was going to be my next
1: pick. Really? Okay. Well, I feel better about it's it genuinely then. Genuinely I, See, yeah. I, I didn't feel good about that pick because he was released by the Astros, but that was a a biogenesis thing, right? I think he was tied to that. Um, I'll, I'll Google that as we go, but I believe so. But he, he has the age thing. He's, he's 25. He just turned 25 recently. He has the multiple organizations thing and he finished very strong. Uh, he, he signed with the Yankees at some point after, after the Astros got rid of him and, uh, he finished like in 22 games. He he hit 325 and slugged 554 in Scranton. Um, so I don't really know yeah. what what his role is, but you know he'll catch on somewhere and possibly he'll he'll get called up at some point.
0: Yeah, I uh, I, I like him still. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he has a career.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He was. He was traded to the Yankees. I
0: don't want to say I don't want to say I like him.
1: Yeah, but. he was traded to the Yankees for Charles Bessford, a uh-huh. 23-year-old uh, righty in Low A. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. He was he uh he was hitting pretty. I mean I don't know. He 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 got into 11 games for the Astros at the major league level and hadn't really hit for them in Triple A and then. The, then the Biogenesis stuff, and I guess that was all it took. Otherwise, it would be probably a bad sign that he couldn't <laughs> couldn't get more of a role with the Astros, who were playing pretty much anyone. Um, but, okay, so yeah, yeah he's my pick.
0: Uh, all right, I'll take um, Matt Laporta with my second pick. Okay. Uh, basically, with just uh, the the idea that a guy who's a former top prospect is going to get Three or four shots at least, mm-hmm. the and Young theory, the Dontro Willis theory, mm-hmm. uh, although I guess both of them produced a lot more in the majors mm-hmm. than Laporta ever did. But he slugged 517 in the minors last year. And, you know, I just imagine that he's also going to be, you know, he's going to be under 30. And, you know, he's, he's not going to – that's the thing about this is that most guys aren't going to play. So you just start thinking – you know, okay, so there's a pretty good chance he gets zero plate appearances. How 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 disappointed am I in that? And the answer is not really, because that's sort of the the default. Uh, and I can see Laporta going somewhere, uh, DH and getting hot in April and and you know having like a 300 plate appearance run before the team gives up on him again. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, did I mention he slugged five seventeen in the minors? You did. All right, well, that's pretty much the whole story. There. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. I just figured that there's at least a couple teams out there who have been watching him, you know, for the last couple of years and thinking, oh, you know, we'd love to get our hands on him. I bet we could fix him or something.
1: Yeah, sure. Is this his first This is his first year of of being eligible or, I guess, it being is. available? Yes, it is. Okay. It is, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Basically, This is basically 2007 draft picks are hitting minor league free agency mm-hmm. right now. So, And that's what he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I guess
1: I'll go with,
0: uh, eh,
1: Reid Brignac. Oh,
0: you're kidding me. You're actually, (laughs) this is shocking to me. You are, you are actually legitimately taking my picks. (laughs) This is like blowing my mind.
1: Well, uh, he, he fits that same profile. He's 27. He'll, he'll be 28 before opening day. So I guess he's right in the the Sestuli sweet spot. And, uh, you know, he still plays shortstop and plays it pretty well, or teams seem to think he plays it pretty well, and he caught on with a couple teams this year, and he really can't hit at all, not even not even remotely. He hit 230 with, like, no power in Colorado Springs. So um, So, yeah, nothing. But you figure once a year there will be some situation, like the Yankees had, where every shortstop – got hurt or was terrible or whatever and they just had to had to dredge up some other organization's cast-offs and and there he'll be
0: I just edited uh, Reed brignac's player comment in the in the annual uh-huh. this weekend uh-huh. and uh, the line that was used for him is that uh, expect him to cling to major league rosters like a barnacle on a passing ship so perfect perfect exactly mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so uh, I'm surprised. I, I did not – I thought about making a list of 20 names in case you took all 10 of – you know. <laughs> So did
1: I. I, I,
0: didn't. <laughs> and, and I didn't. I didn't either because I thought what are the odds? Yeah. You probably would have two overlaps. So all right, I'll take uh, Aaron Laffey next. Okay. Part of the uh, the Sistuli sweet spot, as you called it, mm-hmm. is that six of eight pitchers – who are on his list are left-handed, which is considerably more than the normal distribution of left-handers in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. And Laffey is a, uh, you know, he is, he is left-handed. He's also, uh, he has the ability to start. He threw 100 innings just one year ago. Uh, and they weren't bad innings. Uh, he was, you know, roughly league average. And uh, he was a pretty good reliever. Well, not really. just appeared. Uh, but, you know, he's been on a lot of teams. Throws left-handed. Kid. he's 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 uh what do you call it uh versatile mm-hmm. uh, can can start relieve too long relief and a, you know a bunch of teams have picked him up over the last few years uh, and uh yeah i mean you, just absolutely awful last year <laughs> just just awful yeah. like awful in the minors era of about 40 mm-hmm. uh but um you know with starting in triple a mm-hmm. and if you're starting in triple a and you've been around it's only 29 next year so yep. Seems like he's he's one of the few on this list that I could envision uh, throwing 130 innings.
1: Gosh, that would be sad for whatever team that happened for, but, yep. but sure.
0: Life is. Life is sad. <laughs> Often.
1: Okay. Um, all right. I guess I'll go with uh, Travis Blackley.
0: Mm, just On my list. Not bolded, but on my list.
1: Yeah, just kind of based on the uh, the lefty thing he's he's 31 he just turned 31 uh, but he has gotten time in the majors 2012, 2013 played for the Giants, played for the A's played for the Astros played for the Rangers. Uh, so clearly teams keep seeing something in him and yeah he's he's got the he's got the left-handed reliever thing going for him.
0: All right, Um, well, okay, Uh, I guess I'll, uh, I guess I will take um, uh, Ben Francisco.
1: Mm. Okay. Uh,
0: By the way, we should
1: should probably mention that uh, there have been some minor league free agents who have already signed. Uh, We are not considering them. We're just going based, we're looking at a list of unsigned guys as of uh, right now. So, uh, um,
0: I get, I get, I that's probably true, but I mean, we with, think oh, I didn't do any, I, yeah, I just, I, we have the, we have a common list yeah. and it appears that some names have been removed if right. they've been signed. It's conceivable that there are Someone people who've been
1: signed them. today or something. We don't know, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Francisco.
0: So, but yeah, I mean, you figure all these guys are flawed and so you're basically just looking for, you know, anybody who, uh, might be useful in in some role, I guess. Mm. Francisco seems like he could be useful in some role. Mm. Francisco seems like he still has good vibes about him, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he played this year, so yeah,
1: playing this year seems like a good sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I guess I'll take. Eh, I don't feel good about this. I I'll take Alex Liddy. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay. I wrote his name down.
1: Yeah, I mean. He's 25. Uh, he played this season. He did not play much or well, um, but he, he played and he was, you know, kind of a sort of interesting player a couple of years ago, somewhat well regarded. And uh, the Orioles purchased him from the Mariners in July. He then went to the Orioles system, played in AAA, really didn't hit there either. Um but he has a little bit of versatility, I guess. He he played first, he plays third, he played played a few games at short, actually. He's played a little bit of outfield in the past, so uh I don't know. He's young enough that you figure maybe something will happen.
0: Um so I will take um Ross Wolf. Mm, okay. Um and Ross Wolf Basically, uh, I mean, he also pitched quite a bit last year, uh, and he has good control. Also, I mean, I just started thinking: does a guy have one skill that's useful? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, you know, he's he's got good control, and I just sort of think of of Ross Wolf. Uh, like the reason I I think he's got a good chance is that he, he, you know, he spent almost you know the entire year on the Rangers roster, active roster, pitching fairly regularly for them and they're a good team mm-hmm. so there's like 21 teams that are worse Yes. Yeah, than, right. <laughs> than the rangers I thought the so same how, thing, yeah. how could they not want a guy who the rangers have vouched for mm-hmm. basically yeah uh, so yeah I, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, he was—he wasn't good either. Though. I mean, he does—he—he he might be the worst strikeout reliever in baseball. Actually, it seems—it does seem conceivable just looking at this. I haven't done a, uh, a search, <laughs> well, but it seems. Re-
1: there is one other guy on this list uh, who might might have that honor. Um, Eddie Bonine. Are you? Okay. Uh, Are you picking him? <laughs> I, I'm not picking him, no. Um, but Eddie Bonine, who was in the majors a few years ago, uh, he. He finished the season with double A San Antonio in the Padres system. He threw 69 and a third innings and he struck out 15 guys. Uh, That is a 1.9 strikeout per nine rate. Uh, And I, I know that because Jason Cole at the end of the season kept marveling at how few batters he was striking out and updating me after, after each start, he struck out like three guys in his last four starts or something. Uh, so I'm not picking him, but...
0: <laughs> All right, so I uh, I just have looked, and Ross Wolf does, in fact, have the lowest strikeout rate among any relievers with at least 30 innings pitched last year. In the majors. In the majors, mm-hmm. and um, that seems really bad, but if you glance at the top 10 or the bottom 10, so Wolf is number one, but if you look at the bottom 10 strikeout rates for relievers with at least 30 innings pitched, their ERA pluses are 168, 226, 120, 157, 102, 64, 111, 254, 137. So uh, strange, but yeah. um, I yeah. I don't know, man. Hmm. Strange. Yeah. Uh, Craig Breslow up there, mm-hmm. and Seth Manesson. and some good guys. Oh, ground uh, ballers, who, I guess. Okay. Um, ground ballers, control guys. Yeah. All right. What are we halfway through? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I've got five guys. I think one, two, three, four. Yeah, I got five. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. I think I'll take Jonathan Abaladejo. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, was there someone let's... else named Jonathan that you were gonna pick? You thought I was gonna say jo- no, no, um, no.
0: Jonathan is someone named Jonathan Abal, and then a different Jonathan. It's Jonathan Abalade. <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> Zinski. Um, okay, so Albladejo, I don't really know why he didn't get a chance at, at some point this year. Uh, he,
0: he was a minor league free agent last year too.
1: Yeah, he was he was in the majors briefly for the Diamondbacks in 2012 and he was in the Marlins system, uh, and it seems like he pitched a, a full season for them. And he pitched pretty well. He's pitched pretty well the last two seasons in the PCL. Um, pretty, pretty durable sub four ERAs struck out about a better, better an inning with not terrible control and not terrible home run rates or anything. So I don't, I don't know why he didn't get a chance at some point this season with the Marlins. Um, so maybe there's something I don't know, but I don't know. He just turned 31. He's been fairly effective the last couple of years and I'm sort of surprised he, he hasn't been up at all. Uh, and I I don't know, I sort of sort of liked him a little bit when he pitched for the Yankees a few years ago, so whatever, Albalodejo. All
0: right, I'm going to take, uh, since I've, I've tipped my hand, I'm going to now take Jonathan Sanchez, and I know <laughs> this is laughable, okay. uh, but Jonathan Sanchez, my favorite fact in the world right now is that Jonathan Sanchez had the fourth highest uh, percentage of pitches in the strike zone last year huh. in the majors, <laughs> Cliff Lee number five, Jonathan Sanchez number four, mm-hmm. and... I just think that's so bizarre and unexpected. And um, that's not to suggest in any way that he was good. He was absolutely horrible. He was the, the worst pitcher in baseball. Um, but Sanchez never had any idea where the strike zone was. Even when he was good, he couldn't find the strike zone. He would just sort of throw it and hope it was close. Um, and I am kind of encouraged that he at least has figured out how to do this thing now it wasn't effective Mm -hmm. um he threw pitches right down the middle and gave up something like seven home runs in 13 innings Mm -hmm. and got released by the pirates with an era of eight and change um but uh it does feel like i mean he is he is the closest thing we have to a scott casimir right now right Mm -hmm. he's He's a he's youngish still. Mm-hmm. He's uh, you know he's got a, a left-handed arm. He's got a, a history of strikeouts and success. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if he's figured out like at least he's figured out like one way of dealing with his biggest weakness. If he can figure out if he can make that adjustment, I feel like there's uh, there is some possibility in there mm-hmm. of a uh, you know of a 200 inning season. And I feel very confident that he'll get a chance. I mean Dontro Willis. You know, Don, you know Dontrell Willis played last year so mm-hmm. uh I imagine Sanchez will get a chance too um so I uh yeah that's why not
1: <laughs> yeah that's my attitude towards all of these guys why not um mm-hmm. uh, all right I think maybe now I'll go with at this point, I'm really just kind of throwing darts at the names on my spreadsheet here.
0: Let's stop at nine. We should stop at nine. <laughs> <laughs> Ten is too many. Let's do nine. Nine is a baseball team. I
1: um, guess I'll take Corey Wade. Okay. Um, basically, yeah, because, I don't know, he's, I wish he were left-handed, and he's not, but uh, he's 30, and he pitched well in Durham, where, which is where he spent, the bulk of his season, although he didn't really strike guys out like he has in the past there. Uh, he had that kind of fluky 40 innings or so that were really good for the Yankees in 2011, and then he pitched a bit for them in 2012, and um, I don't know. Why not? So,
0: so what I found when I was looking at these guys is that there were basically two things I saw over and over. The One was uh, middle infielders or sometimes not middle infielders speedy outfielders maybe who have like uh you know like 500 opss in limited playing time in the majors and then you're like oh well, maybe he was good in the minors and he had a 620 OPS in the minors yeah. this year yeah. so that guy a lot and then the uh situational reliever or you know the just basically any reliever mm-hmm. who had like a 1.70RA in AAA this year but like struck out 31 and walked 34 <laughs> yeah mm-hmm I saw that a lot. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, mm. uh, I'll take uh, Ezekiel Carrera, okay. who's a mi- middle infielder for Cleveland. And I think he's a middle infielder. But uh, he runs a lot. Like, he's really fast. He's got one skill. He steals bases. And uh, the uh, he got claimed uh, by the Phillies last year. And then he got claimed back by the Indians. Mm. So not only did two teams go for him, but one of the teams – regretted so much losing him (laughs) that they claimed him back. He does not actually play any infield. He plays the outfield, Mm. but he plays center field. Mm. Um, And uh, he's really fast. So you've got to figure, that's another thing about Sisuli's list, by the way, is that uh, it tends to be guys who uh, are above average defenders Mm -hmm. and uh, also typically above average runners. Mm -hmm. So uh, usually no power, um, but you know, runners. So, yeah. Yeah. In fact if you want the list of his eighteen, I can just read it it's real quick. Sure. Great Gre- Gregor Blanco, Jesus Guzman, Andy Chavez, Donovan Solano, Brian Bogusevich, Matt Tuyasa Sopo, Quentin Barry, Jose Costanza, uh Constanza, mm-hmm. uh um, Umberto Quintero, Ramiro Pena, Ryan Vogelsong, Jose Quintana, Al Albuquerque, Eric Stoltz, Dantra Willis, Donnie Veal, Ali Perez, and Dana Eveland. <sighs>
1: Quinton Berry is available again.
0: He is. He is. <laughs> but I made a joke about, I made a joke in the game six about it, how we were saying goodbye to Tim McCarver and Quentin Berry. Yeah. And so I can't very well.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had him on my list just because I feel like the fact that he still hasn't been caught probably makes him attractive, right? He hasn't been caught stealing yet. He wasn't caught stealing in the playoffs. Um, uh-huh. And as long as he has that. That like aura of invincibility, maybe some team would want him. The to... problem is, if he's just a pinch runner, he's like, what's the upside? Even if he's, even if he gets called up at some point, he's not really going to get any plate appearances. Uh, I don't know. He he got nine plate appearances in 13 games this season. Um, I guess he's. I mean, he's probably as good a pick as any. He's he's 28. He's about to turn 29. Hey. Um,
0: I dare you, I dare you. Sure, why not? I'll take him. Okay All right, I'm gonna take Tommy Lane. Mm. Uh,
1: <laughs> I put him on my list because of your article.
0: <laughs> yeah, a favorite of mine favorite of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy Lane I wrote about uh, just before the season started because he had well something like the second best fit maybe or the third best fit in all of baseball the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had been terrible his entire life before that. Um, and he didn't have a very good year. He did appear in the majors briefly, but basically the Padres didn't buy it. Even though it was, I mean, it's FIP. It's not ERA. He had this incredible FIP. He came up and in 17 innings he struck out 25, walked three, uh, was you know completely dynamite. He's a funky left-hander with a you know deceptive motion. And you'd have thought that guy would would have earned a, an opening day roster spot, but they just demoted him right away. He's 28. Uh, he went down to triple-a wasn't good at all. Had a, You know had a pretty poor year uh, None of the that's the other thing is that none of the FIPS stuff like had shown up in his career at all up to that point Like he wasn't very good mm-hmm. even in the minors. He was like in double-a at 27 mm-hmm. <laughs> and not being not doing very well mm-hmm. uh, And so anyway, there's virtually no reason to think he's coming back, but he's a lefty mm-hmm. with a funky motion and we've seen it before. He he's got like 19 release points, and we we've, we've seen that he can be effective. So uh, I figure lefties are always a good bet.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, in I guess in that same vein of lefties being a good bet, maybe I will just take Bray. Clearly, you are not <laughs> you are not interested in Bill Bray, or you wouldn't have mentioned him earlier. Um, that's true. And I don't really even know what his status is he he pitched four games this year in double a for the Nationals uh, in May and then did not pitch again and his last last update that I could find about him was that he had a sore left shoulder. So for all I know, he may never pitch again. um mm-hmm. but he's a lefty reliever and for a while there was a pretty decent one and he's he's thirty. Um, so if he, if he is healthy at all, someone will give him a shot.
0: All right. I'm taking Steve Tollison. Mm, okay. Uh, who is, uh, he's a, he's a middle infielder. He plays everything though. Uh, plays, uh, you know, he also pitched recently. He, uh, plays a lot of third, plays a lot of second, plays a lot of short, has played center field, played 22 games in left field last year at triple a. And, uh, and had a really good year in AAA. Uh he was twenty nine. He's had some good years in triple A in his career. When he was twenty six, he had a nine fifteen OPS in the PCL. Uh last year at twenty nine he had a three eighty one on base percentage with some pop uh in uh, the international league. So uh he's a he's a ball player and um he's you know, he's been on geez, he's been on like six organizations in the last year and a half, too. So uh he seems like a pretty good bet to be somebody's utility guy if he has a good April. Mm-hmm.
1: Should we just take a tenth guy? Just where we've come this far. It'll,
0: Have we? I, I think, oh, I thought we'd it, only done eight. I
1: think that was nine. I think I've got nine.
0: Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Go um, ahead. I got one.
1: Okay, just to increase the odds that that will that one of us will hit on someone. Um, all right, I think I'll take. Uh, oh, man. Got a few guys I don't like at all that I want to take. Um, all right, I'll take Mark Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, Mark Rogers was up with the Brewers for a while in 2012, was was okay. He was starting then. Um, he missed much of this season with right
0: shoulder but, fatigue. All seasons. Uh, he misses all, much of every season. Yeah, right.
1: Um, he he came back from the shoulder fatigue and and pitched some games in August in like high A and and was decent, was fairly effective. And he's 27, and and I guess maybe the thing you really like about him is that it seems like he hasn't really been tried in the bullpen yet. Um, and so maybe that's like he has he has somewhere left to go. You could try him in the bullpen and maybe he'll be decent in the bullpen and be able to stay healthy. Um,
0: Yeah. And former, former sixth overall pick. Yeah. And he's he's been with one, with one organization the entire time. So you could imagine that, you know, there have been teams that scouted him 10 years ago and really loved him. And now that, now that he's available, think that they can, you know, do something with him. So, I mean, it is interesting to me. Like I, I'm sort of surprised, like when, uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff Luno signed Phil Umber, and um, you know, a year ago to like a minor league deal or something like that. In fact, he was a minor league free agent. Um, and one of the things that uh, Umber told me, because I wrote that piece about Umber, is that Luno, um, Lunau, Luno. We never, we usually talk about this in advance if we know we're going to be talking about him. Uh, had scouted him at Rice and knew him really well from Rice, and that like that's why Umber thought that maybe he had been. Uh, you know, picked up and been attractive mm-hmm. to the Astros, and that is I mean, that was like that was like nine years <laughs> earlier, you know. Yeah. And but these things hold, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, uh, so anyway, like Adrian
1: Cardenas told us last week about how
0: oh, Theo, Theo Epstein
1: wanted to get him back forever. So uh, yeah.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So probably there's there are there are a few good scouting reports on Rogers that that somebody is you know has been r- reminded of in the last few days. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And for my last one I'll take a guy named Ed Easley who um has never played in the majors. Uh he's 27, um Triple A catcher and uh he was a supplemental first round pick in 2007, uh, never a top prospect and uh, really disappointing almost immediately uh in his first year at full season ball. He had a 648 OPS. He didn't top 700 in any season, any full season uh uh, full season league uh, until he was 25, and that wasn't a particularly good year. Um, but he's been kind of coming on in the last few years, and, and last year, t- 2013, in the PCL, he hit 334 with a 394 on base percentage, 478 slugging percentage. Uh, he's a catcher. I noted uh, he's got credible caught stealing rates. Um, he's got you know, uh, it feels to me like uh, you know we all know catchers bloom late. Uh, he might, have, you know, he might, he might find the right organization. So I'm going out on a limb and I'm taking him.
1: All right, good. Um, I did get one hot tip on a player who was not eligible uh, because he was signed a couple of weeks ago by the Rangers. Um, but a scout mentioned to me that Aaron Pareda uh, is promising. Do you remember him at all? He was he was signed, he was drafted by the White Sox in the first round, like 25th pick in 2007, uh, a mm-hmm. lefty, lefty pitcher, and he mm-hmm. he pitched in the majors uh, in like 2000, 2009, yeah, just 2009, and he's had some injury issues, and he missed all of last season with Tommy John. Um, but he came back and apparently was working out for teams and throwing 96 and throwing strikes and stuff. And he's a lefty, so he would be my pick for this year's uh, Neil Cotts comeback award. Um, but un- uh, unfortunately, yeah. wasn't able to draft him because he had already been signed by a team. So
0: yeah, he was he was hot. I mean, he was wasn't he kind of the hot name. I mean, he might have been the hot name in the uh, Jake Peavy trade yeah, at the time. he was I mean, He, he, was, uh, in that, he yeah. was hot stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. All right. Well.
0: Good. That, wow, that took a long
1: time. <laughs> it did, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully you don't all regret asking us to do this episode on Veterans Day. Uh, send us emails at podcast at baseballperspectus.com for the email show later this week. If you have a no-doubt minor league free agent that you want to tell us about, you can, you can email us about that or post it in the Facebook group. And uh, thank you to, to all the people who rated and reviewed us this weekend. A lot of people did. Uh, someone, someone said we were an acquired taste, but he had acquired us. Um, <laughs> someone else said he would name his firstborn son Samuel Benjamin or Benjamin Samuel. Probably shouldn't, probably shouldn't uh-huh. do that. Uh, but we appreciate the gesture. So thank you, and we will be back tomorrow. I (laughs) don't (laughs) know. Up your whole family. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm ready.